What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Aussie podcast. This week, we are back to talk about the UFC card going down from Singapore this weekend. Headlined by Max Holloway versus the Korean Zombie. 13 fights going down this Saturday morning, 5 a.m. Eastern time for us on the East Coast. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, to break down these fights this week. How we doing, my man? Here we go. Here we go. Last uh, last event of August, I guess, right? Is there? Yeah, last event of August. Um, we're back in Singapore. Let me tell you, last time I think we were overseas. I remember there was a career car, a career card. I think where I got cleaned out, and um, you know, I was on my Gugabi, like just tremendous losing streak. It was insane, and uh, you know, I was blaming variants left and right. But uh, this week I'm looking forward to this card. I will be awake at five a.m. You know, I, I will say so. Hit me up. If you want me to, uh, you know, host a, a MMA Twitter, you know, coffee, you know, at 5 a.m., coffee and, and, and fights, <laughs> Ca- cages and coffee. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to be we're going to be up. We're going to be up. Mar- Martian, are you going to be up 5 a.m.? What's up? Well, what's your plan? What's your we'll game see. plan? Probably, probably. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I don't need, I don't I'm not setting the alarm for it days in advance, you know. I'm looking into maybe making it a night, you know what I mean, like an all nighter kind of thing. Like, yeah, look into. So we're gonna see. So we'll we'll, we'll see, boys. You know, hit me. We'll, check me out on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to make a last minute call. I'm gonna be doing some shit the night before, so you know, I'm all gonna right. be moving uh, on. All right, um, all right. correct. You're not gonna do it. <laughs> so, um, last card was pretty bad for me. Very unsuccessful night of bets. Yeah. Lost five units. Oof. That was that. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you? Unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, the night ended. Unfortunately, I was I was at that point where I was I didn't know if I was gonna play the money line out the main. I did. He got sniped. You know, bad decision by him, but you know, great by Sean O'Malley. Overall, though, good night overall for me. I think I won. I don't even know how many units I won, but I think two, three units. So came out ahead. Um, my be- biggest bet was on that goes the distance and the over in the Blackshear fight, which went over swimmingly. Um, you know, I-, I think that was a really good bet that I was very confident in. And uh, and then a few others, you know, mixed in there. One thing that I did make a mistake is I didn't get my hollaball, um, you know, bet in. But uh, but then there was one that I didn't get in that lawsuit. So it kind of evened out. So it is what it is. But uh, but I thought that we we there was um we had some good uh, takes overall. You know, you didn't mention Zhang's decision, and neither of us bet on that one, and uh, that that was a mistake for sure. That was, but that fight was horrible. Uh, the fact they put Lima fight, I mean, well, I don't know what this decision making is, and we got a big fight in women's MMA this weekend. We have Aaron Blanchfield versus Natalia Santos. If Aaron Blanchfield loses that fight, boys, uh, we might have to be making a really tough decision on whether to continue breaking down women's MMA fights because they're just so horrible and all of them are so bad at fighting that I don't know if we can continue to do it much longer. So keep that in mind. We got a lot of riding on Aaron this weekend. Um, you, you, you have, you have a lot riding. Yeah. Um. But to recap the last card, I mean, the only real thing is just Sean O'Malley fucking did it, man. I doubted this guy time and time again, and he keeps, you know, proving me wrong, keeps silencing the doubters and haters like myself. And I mean, you're a hater. You're a hater of everyone. So anytime someone does something like a knockout or a submission, it like it could be argued that they were silencing the haters. I exam for example, you. Usually, yeah, like seventy percent of you the know? time. Seventy percent of the so, time. So, right. I thought uh, Hollabot's finish was sick, and I lo- I lost Hollab- on the good distance, but that shit was. Sick. I did as well. Yeah, yeah, that was a great. That was a great transition by him. But that that was a we were kind of saying that he was a more dangerous guy. But yeah, that was a good fight. Both those tough fights were good. Oh, they were great. They were they, yeah, they really were. I mean, I thought it was kind of silly that that we those guys had to be cut from the UFC. They had to leave. They had to do this whole show, and then they have to bring them back, and they produce great fights. It's like. Clearly, they should have never left in the first place, but uh, yeah, UFC doesn't know. Um, but that's enough about last week. Let's get into this week. We got 13 fights, some <clears> very <throat> low-impact matchups going on, especially on the prelims. A couple of okay matchups later in the card. Yeah, one thing. One, 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 Go one, ahead. one thing. When you mentioned that, when you mentioned that, we're going to make a change. 
pay-per-view cards, we're starting with the main event. Fight night cards like this one, we're starting from the bottom. New change starting whenever the next pay-per-view is. All right, but let's get into yeah, the we'll, first we'll run We'll run that by the executive producer. Uh, we'll be taking the suggestions into, uh, into account. Um, but we're going to start things off. First fight on the card, featherweight division, Sungwoo Choi, Jarno Aarons. Odds for this one, Choi minus 151, Aarons plus 131. Aarons has taken action. He is a kickboxer who got taken down several times in his last fight versus Gomis. Looked like a pretty bad grappler there. Choi could end up on top here. He has hit some takedowns in his UFC career. Definitely not like a wrestle first type of fighter. I definitely think he wants to, you know, bang it out in the pocket. But he did just come off that war with Trezano where he got dropped multiple times and knocked out there. Pretty wild that Trezano is not in the UFC anymore, and the guy he just knocked out in the fight of the night is in the UFC still. Not sure what that decision's about, but I think this should be a striking fight. It should be pretty high tempo. I, I do see Choi edging it on the feet and probably having the advantage if it hits the ground, too. A uh, lot less travel for Choi, you know, just going from Korea to Singapore. Aaron's, you know, flying around the world from, uh, I think, the Netherlands is where he's from. So uh, I'll go Choi. Uh, low confidence pick here. But, you know, with the line coming in, I definitely think Choi is the side at minus 150. Interesting. Yeah, so <clears throat> we got Aaron. He's a Dutch kickboxer. So, you know, I think he should be okay on the... I'm not going to say okay on the... I don't want him... I don't think he should be exchanging with Choi too much on the feet. But overall, I feel that Choi, um, you know, he's just been getting dropped in these fights. And I would think that he just... Especially with a guy like Aaron who doesn't have big power... Maybe just looking to, you know, pick his strikes a little bit more. Maybe look to use his uh, Muay Thai clinch. Uh, maybe some wrestling, given that uh, this guy was obviously taken down by uh, by Gomis, who Gomis isn't like a dynamic grappler by any stretch. But I do think Choi is going to win this fight. But I also think this fight is going to go over and is going to go the distance. And I like Choi by decision. So that is, I think, going to pop at most books over plus 230. So I'm I'm seeing like a plus two forty. So I like the over goes the distance. Choi by decision, and hopefully we start our off uh, very nicely with the uh, first fight of the night. Yeah, I do think that angle is pretty solid. Uh, you said over two and a half. I mean, it's minus one ten. Uh, didn't you? Did you say? What'd you say? Minus two thirty four. No, plus 230, I mean, for oh. Choi decision. decision. Oh, yeah, I see 250 bet online. That is good Um, because the thing about Aaron's is once he gets taken out, he just goes full guard and he lays there the entire time. Gomis, like, he didn't try to get up at all, and Gomis doesn't even have a top game, so um, you're probably on the right track there. Well, he's a good guy for sweaty overs, too, because, you know, he might get dropped, bro, but, you know, this guy, he's kind of, he looks both ways, and then he's, like, you know, dazed, and then he gets right back up, so... I remember, yeah, we hit on the Cooley Bow one together a few fights back. Next fight is going to be in the women's flyweight division, Nile Yang versus JJ Aldridge. Odds to this one have Aldridge minus 555, Liang plus 405. Now, I was talking shit on women's MMA earlier, but this is the type of women's MMA fight I actually enjoy. Nile Yang only knows one gear, and that's horsepower. And she is taking on Aldrich, who is pretty much the opposite of that. She's like hybrid energy. Uh, your turn to start this one off here. Yeah, we got the Ronald Weasley of MMA, JJ Aldrich. Um, <laughs> you know, not a very interesting fight. I do feel that, uh, you know, obviously JJ has a lot of advantages, you know, in this fight. I don't know what ends by submission is going to be. I don't really see prop prices uh, for this fight. But I would be interested in this fight to end by submission just because uh, if Naliang wins, I think a submission is like, I mean, a good, you know, probably something that she's going to be looking to do. And uh, JJ, she's pretty strong. She should be stronger than this. Uh, than Naliang, you know, she could have a you know, wrestling advantage to get on top of her, maybe go goes for a submission later on or gets the guillotine, you know, flips the tables from uh, when she got caught by uh, Aaron and now she brings that move into her arsenal so whenever that pops we'll maybe look at that um this is gonna be aldrich i, I know some people got roped in by the quote-unquote value 
on uh, Liang plus 700. But I mean, she's a complete role play fighter, man. All the women that she's beat have been total unknown bums who she's quickly submitting. And you can clearly see that she really has no idea what she's doing in the cage. Truthfully, no <laughs> idea. And if you look at her record, every woman's name you recognize on it, Shakarova, that woman who fought Murphy, lost. Juliana Vasquez uh, from Bellator, lost. Agapova, lost. That Chinese woman that Karina Silva beat, lost. Carnalosi, lost. Juarez, lost. And wow, she's at, only fight sons. No, wow. no, but if you look at all the wins, I, you, nobody recognizes a single one of these women's names right. because they're all unknown bums from China uh, who um, no one's ever heard of. So Liang basically, has, Liang was even a jobber in China, basically. Yes, even yes. there, she was a she jobber. was a squash match. Yeah, and yes. she has no MMA skill. And even though Aldrich just came off a of laying an egg as a big favorite, she's gonna she's gonna win here, guys. Um, Aldrich, better striker, solid takedown defense. Even if she gets taken down, uh, I don't think that she'll be in much danger. I mean, guys, she just stuffed all of Jillian Robertson's takedowns not that long ago and clearly beat her 30-27 in that fight. So what the hell is Naliang going to do to her, truthfully? Should be a fun fight, though. Um, and the over is like plus money. You have a women's over. I mean, I know Liang got killed in her first few fights, but I don't know. I'm telling you, is it gonna be this? This fight will end with a submission. Really? That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I could. I wouldn't. Wouldn't uh, watch past them. Um, next. Uh, next fight. We're moving along. Welterweight division. Yusaka Konoshita taking on mm. Billy Goff. Banger alert. This is uh, Kinoshita minus one thirty one. Goff plus one eleven. My thoughts on the fight are that Goff. Uh, puts himself in bad spots in all his fights. I mean, he nearly gets finished or knocked out in most of his fights, uh, honestly. You know, just his two, two most recent fights, he got head kicked and almost put out by Sm- Um And then he almost got TKO'd from uh, top position by Sumter. He came back and won them both. But he clearly is a mm. guy who, like, needs to get hit to wake up a little bit. So why not just wait to live bet him? I mean, Kinoshita is is way bigger, right? He's probably going to have like, I don't know what the exact number is. Uh, let me look. I would guess four inches of height and reach here. And he's young. He's young. He's explosive early. I think he's going to it's only actually two inches. Um, but I just think Kinoshita is going to be the more explosive and dynamic early. And you can just have a chance to live bet on Goff. So w- wait to see how it goes. If Goff is still alive after a few minutes. Look to take him live. We just saw Kinoshita dump his cardio very badly versus uh, Fugit. So could happen again here. Um, I'm going with, uh, I don't have a pick on the fight. I gave you my betting opinion on the fight. Man. That is that. What about you? All right. I'm going to help the listeners more than you did. So this is a matchup, good matchup here. Okay. So we got Kinoshita. Kinoshita looks like a unit in there. He looks really big to me. And I was actually high on him overall because um he's got the you know the striking from the southpaw stance pretty quick nice left hand throws a body kick has a little bit of judo background um you know throws aggressive strikes so is very much looking to to hurt you um with strikes in there and uh the collapse versus fuck it was a little weird um because it looked like it just he didn't have like the right habits or tendencies um for even when you know it initially hit the ground so it was kind of bearish made me bearish on him billy golf i'm a little bit familiar with billy golf i've seen him at a grappling tournament or two um you know the guy's a a good wrestler i think he might have wrestled like some d3 or something like that or he's got some high school wrestling for sure um but he's very very gritty um he does have a very good ground game um from the top position i would imagine that uh if you know he got taken down at any point it would be very hard for kinoshita to, to consolidate top position that being said he would have to he's going to have to win this fight from the feet i do think he could do that like marston said he is pretty accurate and uh, or um billy goff is kind of a little bit easy to hit and kinoshita is a bit accurate is very accurate uh goff doesn't have that much uh experience with southpaws coming off a little bit of a knee surgery so I like Billy Golf. I do want to bet him. Um, you know, uh, obviously the lines come in a little bit, but I'm a little more dubious and not as uh, pumped up. And I would want was uh, curious for a better under, but the under price is not that great. But looking at Kinoshita KO is that's a terrible price at under plus two hundred. But I do think this fight is gonna finish. I don't think uh, this fight 
hit the uh, uh, the belt just because uh, Billy Goff himself is very, very aggressive, and he just builds into the fight. So I like Billy Goff. I'm going to pick him, but we'll see if I end up with a wager. Cool. Yeah, the uh, the Discord uh, guys keep saying automatically reconnected. Hopefully, uh, it, it never said disconnected. Hopefully, it's been recording this entire time. Um, we're going to move along to stay in the welterweight division. Song Kanon taking on Rolando Bedoya coming out of Peru. Peru is very hot right now in MMA. And we have Bedoya minus 310, Song plus 260. Your turn to start this one off. Here we go. Here we got... Uh... A battle that I'm interested to see. Welterweight, I mean, I, I, I didn't really expect to see Bedoya, honestly, against anyone that he fought, him to be this big of a favorite. So it's a little interesting to me, given that Son Kanon obviously is Asian, he's from that side of the world. And um, Bedoya, just in his fight, he wasn't that refined. I felt like at a certain point, he was just, like, finding the timing of, like, those big-ass wide shots that uh, Chaos is throwing. And he was, like, kind of comfortably dancing between the raindrops. And he was like, oh, like, all I got to do when this guy's punching is, like, turn a little bit to the left, turn a little bit to the right. And, you know, his hooks are going to miss me. And uh, and then he kind of just kept going with that. So mm, I'm not sure if this fight, like, this fight to finish, I think, is a little bit favored or something like that. I don't know. But this is a fight that I think could go over as well. Although I do know that Son Kanon, you know, he does like to throw down. Like, he knows his best chance to win is uh by knockout but i feel that bedoya is not as that good at the on the counter so i don't think he's actually going to catch song that much so i like the over and um or the goes distance and then bedoya by decision at plus 200 for this fight yeah that bedoya uh, decision line seems pretty good the over is juice minus 200 for the one and a half and yeah, you know i think two and a half gonna... two and a half oh, okay this is going to be a pretty volatile striking fight i don't think either of these guys are any good song definitely seems um like he could be you know falling off a cliff here hasn't won a fight in a while been knocked out a few times you know looked like he was going to make it to the decision versus gary but then got knocked out in the final a uh, few seconds of that fight and he's just never really ever beaten anybody good i mean the guy has a few wins in the ufc four wins in the ufc uh but all the guys stink they're really bad fighters so I don't know, man. I I think that Bedoya is getting a little too uh too much respect here. I mean, he put up a valiant effort against uh Chaos Williams on short notice there, but still clearly lost that fight in my opinion. It was sort of close, but I, I don't know, man. I just think that that he's getting way overvalued here. So I guess it's song or pass. Song not an easy bet to make. Uh, but he's only 33. I guess he could come back here, and he is you know fighting pretty close uh to China here. So. Uh, you know, the crowd will be behind him. I think he has won all his fights in like this side of the world. I don't think he's ever, uh, you know, I think his losses have been like in America and his wins have been like these, you know, these fight nights where they go to Singapore or China or something or another. So, yeah, that that's a real that's a real trend. I just looked it up. Uh, uh, New Zealand, China, Singapore and uh, China again. Those are all his UFC wins. So he clearly performs better when fighting close to home. So I think um, I think Song might be worth the play here. Small value bet. That's going to move us along to the welterweight division, premier division in the UFC, and probably one of the more entertaining fights on the card. Should be a good one here. Chidi Njikawani taking on Makal Olachechuk. Um, two guys with some complicated last names. We're going with Chidi versus McCall. And we have a pretty close to pick them line here. We have a McCall with a slight favorite right now, minus 116. Cheedy minus 104. Uh, I like McCall. I already bet him. And I think he will win this fight. I believe that he just brings a higher intensity to fighting than Cheedy does. You know, Cheedy's fight against Duraev. He loses the first round getting taken down. Second round, Duraev mysteriously stops attempting any takedowns. He gives Chidi the perfect conditions to win the fight. And what happens is a low-volume, low-intensity sparring match for the last two rounds. 
where Chidi seemed to be edging it. But then the judges gave round two to Duraev, and he lost the decision there. And with how badly we know Duraev gasses now, I mean, all you have to do is push a little bit of a pace on, on Duraev, and he gasses. And Chidi couldn't do that because he doesn't push a pace because his cardio can't keep it up. He beat up RoboCop in round one, gassed out in round two. Uh, so I just don't think that Chidi is very good at all. And this is going to be a striking fight. First first opponent McCall's had at 185 who is going to be able to actually like stand toe-to-toe and strike with them. Um, but I just, I just think McCall is going to do more in the cage here. He's going to throw more strikes. He's going to have better cardio. He's going to push a higher pace. Uh, both guys are horrible grapplers, but I don't see either guy uh, going with uh, you know any takedowns here, so I just think they're going to strike, and I trust the output and the uh, the aggression of McCall here. So I'm going McCall at your pick. Mm. Yeah, interesting fight here. Honestly, make fight that makes sense. Um, you know, two strikers. I would imagine there's there's not a lot else going to go on here. And I mean, you summarized it pretty well. Like I say all the time with these McCall fights, obviously he hits guys. Usually they go down. But you always know that he's coming out aggressive. He's not going to really, um, you know, give ground if he, if he can't. You know, if you're giving, if you're going to be backing up against him, you're going to be very uncomfortable. But if you're not, not going to fight for that space or that positioning in the cage, um, usually it's probably going to go bad for you. Now, Chitty is a Muay Thai striker, so, you know, maybe he can, uh, you know, put some knees up the middle, front kicks, um, you know, use the tie clinch. To, to to you know cover up some of the strikes as Mikal's coming in. Um but I like him a lot. You know, I, I think this guy's a good fighter. Um he's I think continued to work on his MMA game over the years, right? He's been in the UFC for a you know super long time now, five, six years now. Um and getting him at Pick'em, I usually always want to bet Mikal if I could get him at Pick'em uh with these fights. And Chitty, he's just not that special of a fighter. Um, so I think I'm going to go on Macau and then I'm going to look on the prop side of things as well here to see if I should pair it with, uh, with any prop, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm leaning, I'm definitely looking at Macau. We'll see how big of a play, but I liked him even when it was like minus 125, minus 120. So now it's getting close to even. So I like that a lot. Nice. We're on the same page in the premier division going down to the Bantamweight division, uh, Toshomi. Kazama mm. taking on Garrett Armfield here should be a grappler's delight here. The odds for this one: Armfield minus one fifty-five, Kazama plus one thirty-five. Your turn to start this one off. Yeah, so Garrett Armfield, uh, I'm I'm familiar with him, but obviously in the last like year or like you know the last bit, he hasn't fought all that much. Um, I think apart from the Onama fight before that, like he was having a few fights, but he hasn't really been all that active. Um, and now he's going down to 135 again here, which he hasn't fought at. I guess he fought at it uh, last, uh, I guess last year he did fight at 135. But he's not really gone deep into a fight uh, in a while at 135, over two years. Or And he didn't even make way for that fight. So I don't really like that for him overall. Kazama, he might be the new Ronnie Yahya. He just... You know, real ugly looking, you know, real kind of looking like Smeagol from, from Lord of the Rings. And he's just always looking to grab onto you. And he's freaking, you know, crawling all over the fucking floor, you know, reaching out, one, you know, butt scooting. Um, but, you know, he's this guy's got some nice kind of like Russian ties, judo moves, um, takes the back really well. And I think has a, a submission game he's going to continue to develop. So I think he's more dangerous there. Garrett Arnfield on the feet has some pretty good boxing. Um, but he's gassed before, like against Mateo Vogel, who I think fights that contender series this coming week. Um, he gassed yeah. after throwing throwing him a vicious beating in the first round. Um, so and I just think at 135, he's you know, might tire out here. So I'm not very enthusiastic about him. I do see why some people like him, but I feel that um well, okay match fight. I probably lean towards the underdog though, Kazama. Yeah, I don't have a very high confidence here. Uh, Kazama, all of his wins are him just, you know, you know, barreling through guys who don't really have much resistance. And, you know, I don't think the Nakamura fight really means too much here. It's a completely different fight. And Nakamura is you know, a, a terror. We're going to get to him in a little bit. But I just I'm going to go with Armfield here because I see the fight being a grappling fight. And I just got to go with, you know, the North American grappler here. I, I trust him a lot more. Um, you know, pretty good amateur career. 
uh, and hasn't really done too much exciting, you know, in his pro career. But he's fought he's he's fought in some good promotions, some bad promotions. I don't know. I, I don't have much of a read here, except I'm going with Garrett Armfield. Uh, I'll go with by decision. Could be sub. But I, I think the price is about accurate. If anything, it's favorite or pass here. Um, but, um, you know, Ozzy's showing his allegiance to the Japanese. He's always been a, a big a big backer of the Japanese. That's right. That's speaks right. A, speaks a little. Um, has some geishas. Uh, so no surprise there. Um, moving up to guys that weigh double the last fight. Or take, we're going with Waldo Cortez Acosta taking on Lucas Brezky, another the uh, alliance here. And this line has Waldo at minus 224, Brezky plus 189. Another fight I've made a bet on, it is a one-unit bet on Lucas Brezky. Um, this is going to be conflicting for Ozzy here because Ozzy, he's a big Waldo guy. He's a big Where's Waldo guy. As a kid, he loved the books. Like, you know, he, those books could entertain him for hours. Um, but Brezky arguably beat Martin Budai, who Ozzy has acknowledged as the future of the heavyweight division. Brezky has given Brezky gave him his toughest fight, had a very good case for winning that decision. Definitely won the first round, probably won the second round and then lost the third round, but still a, a good, a good showing from him there. To me, this fight is just going to be a competitive striking fight. You know, both these guys are terrible once they get taken down, but they're also super unlikely to attempt takedowns on each other. So I think if they're going to strike, uh, Waldo gives up easy leg kicks, uh, doesn't really have too much defense. You know, he definitely has, I'd say, probably the better boxing of the two. But Bresky, you know, in that Budai fight, man, he threw a shitload of strikes. And I know that Bresky just looked horrible and gassed out versus uh, Carl Williams, but that's a wrestler. And he looked horrible in that fight, just like uh, Acosta looked horrible against Lima. So these guys are going to stand right in front of each other. They're going to trade the entire time. And I think that you got to take the plus 200 on that. It's heavyweight, high volume, low defense striking fight. And with the uh, way that Waldo gets hit, gets leg kicked, the way he had competitive striking fights with Vandera and with Chase Sherman, Bresky easy click here. Do I, am I confident he's going to win? Fuck no. But I'm confident that this line should be tighter than plus 210. And I think it might even come in even more. So Waldo's slight favorite, sure, but not minus two hundred or more. Uh, yes, yeah, so this fight's probably gonna go to decision. What, what's the price on that right now? My computer's it's, messing I think up it's a like minus one fifteen. I'm gonna pull it up for you. Perfect, perfect. That's a great line. Twenty five. Perfect line. The fight's gonna go to decision because Bresky, he's he's big and fat. Like he's not that fat, but he's big. And what he starts doing when you start hitting him. He'll, he, like, covers up some of the punches that you throw at him. So I feel like Waldo is going to probably have a hard time finding the kill shot. It's not going to be as easy for him to hit Bresky as it was, you know, Vendera and, uh, and fucking Chase Sherman, which some people literally bet. There's some people who have bet against Waldo Acosta in all those fights. And other than that, um, the Lima fight has been looking poor. And it doesn't look poor here. At the end of the night, well, Waldo Vendera Acosta, was value. At, no, he wasn't. At the end of the night, Waldo is going to beat this guy. He's going to be hitting them with the jab. The Bresky, his leg kicks aren't even good. His leg kicks are terrible. And what's going to happen is that he's going to start getting countered so hard. We've already established a so Waldo, right? He, is leg, he gets leg kicked. But the guy fights, like, just goes through all the leg kicks. So you have to be a good leg kicker. And the guy's obviously not. Um, so Waldo's going to beat this dude up, tag him up, third round, probably knockout. So maybe Waldo three or by decision, but the fight will go to the distance. I will. I am confident in this. I don't know. I mean, but the, don't you don't you see it being if it, if it goes the distance, isn't it going to be no. because they're just like punching no, each other gonna, in the face the entire time? No, is that because no, is that me because Waldo is just killing him? Nah. By the way, Vandera was certifiably value against uh, Waldo. Um, he yep. won the second, won the second round, and the third round was a toss up, according mm, to the according to MMA decisions as well. So that that, that oh, yeah. proves it. That, that that fully proves it. So right. let me know when they fight again. We'll get the next uh, the, the, the line, yeah, yeah the next permutation. True. 
that is that is good to know um but one thing you did say which is right is waldo in round three should have the advantage here so whatever waldo waldo's gonna kill this guy bro you see no, Waldo's he, training he didn't, routine, he didn't, bro? He didn't, kill, he didn't kill Chase you Sherman, see, the most killable guy what, ever. You see what Waldo's training routine is? Bro, this guy couldn't even kill Dylan Potter, bro. Shut up. Waldo's going to murder him. I didn't say, but I didn't say he was going to kill him. I didn't say right, he was going to well. kill him. Waldo, right. bro, wait, hold on. Hold on one sec, though. What, plus what? 125 for Waldo decision, yeah. plus 500 for Bresky decision. That's fucking stupid. Waldo's going uh, to piece this dude up, bro. This is a... This is the thing. You see him have a competitive striking fight with Boudet, and you think, because you saw Boudet just fuck this dude Josh Parisian up, that you're like, oh my god, like this and this and that. But no, it doesn't matter, bro, because Waldo is on another level, bro, when these guys are in front of him. No, you're tripping. You're tripping. You'll see. You'll see. You gotta drop the you gotta drop the allegiance for, you'll for see. some objective analysis. You'll I don't see. Do, I don't do this with the Ukrainians, you know? Fuck no. They don't want your support. Um, I, I do. Fi I financially support them with my tax dollars. Mm. So do you. Uh, um, we're at the main card now. We are at the main card. We have six fights on the main card. And the first one remains in the heavyweight division. Junior Taffa, the brother of Justin, taking on Parker Porter, who just fought Justin and got knocked out in the first round. The odds for this one have... Tafa minus 142, Porter plus 122. Um, I'm starting it off. This is Parker Porter all fucking day. I mean, we just saw Muhammad Usman fight and beat Junior Tafa, and I'm extremely confident that Parker Porter is a better fighter than Muhammad Usman. I mean, Tafa in that fight looked so horrible. I mean, it looked like he had no idea how to stop a takedown, no idea how to get up from a takedown. And on the feet, I mean, I guess he's okay. He's somewhat quick, but it's not like this guy is, like, amazing on the feet either. Um, so it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Parker wins the striking here. Don't think he will. But also, Junior is nowhere near, like, the the, uh, the precision or power his brother uh, Justin does. You know, Justin actually had a really nice punch that countered Porter. And I just think that Porter is um, hopefully going to attempt some takedowns here. One takedown, and Tafa is going to be flat on his back for the entire round. So that immediately makes Porter the favorite to me. So I'm going to end up on Porter here, um, likely for a unit and a half to two units, something like that. Um, easy Parker Porter spot here. Interested to see where you're where you're standing on this one. Hola, mi amigo. We got Parker Porter back. Why are they sending Parker Porter all over to Asia? They, Parker Porter is a U.S. attraction. And the fact that they are, you know, depriving us of that, I wish he would have been on. I hope he turns on his own MSG card. That If he is on that, maybe hopefully against like maybe like Tom, As Tom Aspinall or something like that. Or Waldo. I'll buy tickets. I'll, or, or Waldo. Waldo. Bro, Waldo versus Parker Porter. That's New York. That's Dominican, right? Versus uh, Boston. Uh, though that fight would be that's High level. That I will buy you a ticket, Marsh. No, I will no. be in attendance if that fight. No, if no. that fight takes I, place. We heard and it. If that fight takes place, I'll be there. So I need that. I'll be I with you. That I need that one. So um, holy. <laughs> I was shit. there. I was there at Parker's last fight, bro. Holy the the, the arena was crazy. Remember Braxton Smith? Dog, we will pack the house for Waldo. For for the for that UFC, oh man, send me a movie. Anyway, let me go ahead into this fight. So, or what, what fight are we on? You, or party reporter? Excuse me. So, uh, versus Tafa. Yeah. So you know, Tafa, he's a little more slim than his brother, so he's like a little bit more agile. I feel like he he looks, you know. But like you said, that fight against Usman was just a weird fight. Um, but I like I like Parker Porter. You know, Parker Porter, he's the boy. He's well rounded. You know, I think that that last time, hopefully, he learned from the jet lag and the difference. You know, in coming here, when was that fight? He was on the um, that fight was in February, right? Yeah, so he's had plenty of time to recover from that. I thought that knockout it was like a one shot, one two as well. So it's like little bro can't hit as hard as big bro. You know, he really isn't as big of a hitter. Maybe a little more technical, maybe a little quicker, faster with the strike selection. Um. So it's a volatile fight. It's a heavyweight fucking fight. But I definitely lean towards uh, Parker Porter. I have no wagers currently, though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I, just don't, I just don't see how Usman 
who wasn't even particularly known for getting takedowns, got takedowns and was just easily laying on top of this guy. Um, I feel good. What about you should Porter. do, Martian. What you should do, Martian, is just parlay Waldo and Porter together, and you will have your ticket money in spades for UFC MSG. No, e- no, easily. It's that it, easily. Like that's how the, this shit works. The, la- the last UFC and. It's fun to go to like the event as a whole, but watching the fights in person is just way less optimal than watching on TV. Um, so sure. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I love I love hanging out with my boy Coco, but at, at the last the last UFC, like I watched this the Suhudo Aljo fight again, and mm-hmm. I was like, dude, on TV this yeah. fight was way cooler than it was in person. In person, yeah, you, you 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 in person you had a five nothing for Henry. Exactly. In person, it was just like, oh, who lands the takedown wins the round because you couldn't fucking see anything else. Like even when you're watching on the screen, like it's just you can't follow the intricacies of the fight while watching it like that. I don't know. Five, five nothing Cejudo is crazy. Yeah, out of the five nothing Rose over uh, Carla. Um, we're next. We're next in the women's di- the women's division. We got a lot riding on this fight. Women's flyweight. Uh, Northeast's own. Uh. New Jersey's own Aaron oh, Blanchfield. Oh, oh. <laughs> Talia Santos is the opponent. The odds for this one, Aaron favored, minus 142. Talia, underdog, plus 122. This fight was supposed to happen a few months ago. I'm pretty sure the line was basically flipped. I'm pretty sure Aaron was plus 125 when it was supposed to be a main event. And now mm. we know a little bit more about Aaron. Santos sat on the shelf a little bit longer. Now the line's flipped in a shorter fight. So go ahead and give wow. your thoughts on the fight, and especially what I just said about that. Excellent, excellent context, uh, Martian. This is what this is what people come to the podcast for 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 nice anecdotes like that about prior lines, you know, historical matchups, maybe a fight that did not take place, and you know everything surrounding it. So, so great, great job teeing me up right here. So we got uh, Aaron Blanchfield, who terrific fighter, you know, very well rounded. You know, jujitsu black belt Henzo, under Henzo Gracie via, you know, Silver Fox. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but that's his nickname, Silver Fox. Um, and, you know, she's been uh, blending in her wrestling. She's been working on the wrestling a lot. She's been working with a lot of uh, female fighters here on the East Coast as well. And you've seen it pay off in her fights. She's improved literally every aspect of her game from the, the wrestling to the wrestling, you know, entries to her striking, her kickboxing. Um, to even now, like her finishing and stuff like that, where uh, where she got the Kimura, obviously over Molly, Finishesca, et cetera, et cetera. So this is gonna be a super tough test, though, because Talia Santos, um, you know, even though she's a black belt and all these kinds of things, she's kind of like those old school black belts there. They're not that spectacular and not really gonna do some stuff like that. But they'll like stall you out or like they'll you know score points or win in like the non exciting positions that um. That just like older like veteran fighters do. Now she is a ninety three kid. She's very experienced. She's thirty. She's she's a unit. You know she's got good hips as well. Um, and she's strong. So I feel that you know Aaron, this fight is probably going to be pretty close overall. I don't think Talia Santos has bad cardio. Um, but I also don't think that she's really going to get submitted here. I think she's going to be very wiry, very you know, um, you know, uh, squirmy uh, on positions. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be hard, basically, for Aaron to keep her on the ground, even if she does get to her takedown. So I'm not interested in really laying the juice here on Aaron, but I am interested in this Aaron by decision line. So I'm going to try and find the best by decision line I can find, even though I do see a, a, a path. Maybe I do, like, I don't want the submission line. Basically, I kind of want to fade Aaron by submission. I can see her like doing some stuff where she like starts landing a lot of ground and pound and stuff like that. But I just don't like the Sarah Alpar fight. The fact that like she never really locked the submission there for me was a little, you know, I didn't like seeing that um, because I do notice sometimes on some of these female fights that I see, you know, even though they finish by submission often, sometimes like when there's definitely a strength disadvantage, sometimes it's hard for the girl to like really cap off the submission so I kind of want to fade Aaron by the uh, by submission, but I do like her to win this fight overall. So I like maybe like a KO decision line, or maybe you know only by decision or something like that. But yeah, those are my overall thoughts on the fight. Yeah, I don't have too much uh, of thoughts on like the method of victory for Aaron here. 
uh, whether it's going to be, you know, sub or decision, you know, KO is slightly possible, obviously, but I lean, obviously, it's going to be um, decision. Uh, so Ozzy's definitely on to something there. And I, I might have to go back and rewatch some more fights here, like especially the Jillian Robertson fight, I think would be the most relevant of all. But um, I, I got to go with Aaron here, man. I just think that she is on the up and up. And, um, you know, I, I said this to Ozzy earlier, but I could see Santos, you know, having a little bit of the Dominic Reyes effect here, where she was so close to beating like this big undisputed champion as a huge underdog, probably did enough to, to deserve the victory. And then the, the decision didn't go away. She kind of got hosed there. And now she's been on the shelf for a year. Maybe had an injury she had to pull out of. Yeah, she pulled out. Oh, no, it was visa issues, apparently. Um, you know, some, you know, personal stuff in her life going on as well. And I just think that, you know, that was Santos's time. That, that was her shot to beat Shevchenko. She fell short. And now it's going to be a big mountain to climb. To, she's, she's at the bottom of the mountain right now. You know, she really is. But Aaron is is almost at the the peak she really is knocking at the door and she only has a little bit more to go she wins this fight she oh, will she get at the, the next bottom step. of the mountain if he wins this fight she's probably gonna fight for the boat Nah, no nah, no nah. the ufc don't give a fuck about her they'll they'll give it to they'll let man on fear wrote uh fight over over santos okay and Honestly, I hope. I mean, you know, if Firo if Firo beats Rose next week, which she probably will, it's going to be a tough, tough competition. But I really think Aaron should have gotten uh, the title shot, um, or should get it. Um, and I just think that Aaron's going to win the fight by um, being younger, quicker, more dynamic. I think she has a little bit more to offer on the feet. I think her striking is vastly improving. I think that's probably her best aspect of improvement is her striking. And I still have a little bit of, of questions about her takedowns, but I think she did a much better job blending them than she did uh, in the Aldrich fight in, in her last fight versus Andrade. Honestly, just made that shit look easy. I mean, the line was close versus Andrade, toughest opponent to date. Andrade just, you know, such a, a terrifying woman to fight. And Aaron approached it with amazing um, composure, outstruck her, took her down, easily submitted her there. And I just think that when these two lock up and eventually grapple, I think that Aaron is just the better overall grappler of the two. I, Santos is probably stronger, but I just think the technique and the agility, the cardio, I think will go to the Blanchier. And I believe that um, that, that Aaron Blanchfield will win a decision. This will be a uh, Singapore Santos. She lost 30-27. And it will be Aaron getting her hand raised uh, across the world and uh you know con continuing her ascension here don't love that there's shaft in our girl of the main event it was supposed to be a main event she wins her last fight as a main event and now this is a three-round fight and there's three fights before her as the she should at least be the co-main event and they got fernie garcia ahead of blanchfield stop disrespecting aaron like that man what is this all right next fight women's Bantam, or no, not Bowman's, men's Bantamweight division. Rinya Nakamada taking on Fernie Garcia. Odds for this one have Nakamada minus 800, Fernie Garcia plus 550. Uh, I, I coined this nickname. I think it's actually some of my best work. <laughs> Rinya Nakamada. This guy gets in the cage and he fucking bodies people. He's he's a, a former a, a former Olympic wrestler, but he, would he would you think would you know that from watching mm. some of his fights? No, because he's mm. body and dudes on the feet. He doesn't even need to shoot takedowns on some of these guys. Uh, and this is I, I don't know. I think it's I know it's my turn to start off, but this is going to be an absolute slaughter. Fernie Garcia comprehensively lost his last fight to Journey Newsom. Oh no, wait, that was two fights ago. He lost to Brady Highstand as well. Um, but comprehensively lost almost every round to Journey Newsom, who who stinks. But, but Martian, didn't he uh, exceed expectations in the UFC with those two fights? Don't you think? No. No. Okay. Well, Rinya is just gonna body this guy. He can take him down if he mm -hmm. wants to. The, the takedowns will come easy. And on the feet, he, he that straight left hand is gonna be an absolute piston. And you know, this is this is like a lock type of fight. I'm not gonna be parlaying it or nothing, but I would be truly perplexed to see Nakamata not win this fight. So it's gonna be a slaughter. <laughs> The, the Japanese Ooh. man will get his hand raised. What are you thinking about this one, bro? This dude Nakamura. 
when you you know when you see an athlete, bro, and this guy's a fucking athlete. I wouldn't want to sign on a dotted line, you know, uh, to fight this guy. And uh, you know, you saw that little that little clip about like MMA managers, blah blah blah, like them saying, "Hey, I'll, this guy will take it for less." Yada yada yada. Man, whoever whoever's uh, managing Fernie Garcia, bro, they're selling him out, bro. You know they don't give a fuck about that dude. And they're like, yeah, you need a guy for Nakamura. I got this guy for you. But yeah, man, Nakamura, crazy strong uh, um, wrestler. I think it was like he got like silver in the under like uh, uh, twenty three, you know, world championships or some shit like that. And for context, just so like listeners know and stuff like that, and like people in general is. Basically, Japan is like third after the USA and Russia in terms of uh, wrestling and stuff like that. But then also, guys, follow me right here. Think about Japan and think about Japanese wrestlers. They're very small. So the competition at this motherfucker's weight at like 65 kilograms or whatever it is, 57. I don't know what, what, what weight specifically, 60. Any of those is insanely competitive. Over there in Japan, Korea, those motherfuckers are just, there's a, you know, they just clone them. They're all like, you know, like Ken Yamamoto and shit like that. But it's super competitive is basically what I'm telling you. So this guy's a stud. Um, he's training at ETT as well. So I think he's got a little bit of a connection with, uh, what's his name? Kyoji Horoguchi. So I like to see that, that he's got a good camp. Um, and yeah, he should uh, definitely win this fight. It's a little tough to parlay that. But I do feel like that uh, Fernie is a little bit hittable. And I do feel he will uh, swing. So at some point, these guys will get into a swinging match, and I feel that Fernie will uh, will go down. He's in a face plant and be knocked out. So I got the under one and a half. And what book is that on? Do you see it yet? I don't know. No, not I, yet, I, but I see like a minus 160, 155. I agree. Or, that... or, or, yeah, or Nakamoto. We'll go Nakamoto. No, let's go Nakamoto. KO. KO, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember betting that shit last fight like minus uh oh no it was plus one twenty five. Now it's only minus one thirty five. I still think that's probably good. I mean, obviously you have to be slightly worried about the submission, but the, the, like the, the, he's not submit him. He's not. This past him. few fights, yeah, exactly. This past few fights, it looked like he has no interest in in no. submitting or wrestling. Mm-hmm. He is throwing hands, so mm-hmm. he's gonna live up to the Nakamata name. And that's going to move <laughs> us along to the uh, the featherweight division. Giga Chikadze taking on Alice Caceres. Fun matchup here. This one is going to be with the odds having Giga minus 240 uh, and Caceres plus 205. Your turn to start this one off. Fun fight here. Yeah, yeah this, while being a fun fight, I don't have that many uh, thoughts about it overall just because I feel Caceres... Yeah, I honestly feel he is obviously the more well-rounded MMA fighter. He's been more active. He has uh, more UFC fights. He's really come into his own, got that, like, second win in his career. But on the feet, he's not that dangerous. He likes to fight at range and do that karate kickboxing stance and stuff like that, which is probably going to be very bad for him here. If you remember, Yusuf, uh, Sadiq Yusuf, kicked the shit out of his legs had him limping all over the fucking place. So I would think that Giga will incorporate the light kicks. Him being a southpaw, he could obviously fight from both stances, but with that being said, he could kick with both legs. So he could kick this dude's legs on both sides, whichever stance that he's in. So I would lean towards Giga winning this fight. But honestly, just really at the bottom, bottom of my heart, feel this fight's going to go the distance. So although it is, it is juice, there is a lot of juice on it. And I can't justify taking Giga even money by decision when I could get like I have I, I have to take the normal goes a distance. So I kind of li- I I like that uh, line, and I'm probably gonna bet it. But that's how I feel about the fight. Maybe a little bit of value on uh, Alex Caceres, but I think I want to bet the over. Or if I would bet Caceres, I kind of want to bet him by decisions. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this before. The I think it probably will inevitably go the distance. I would say the price is like right where, I, right, uh, accurate where it's at right now. I don't think that I would like plant my flag on the fight ending ITD. I was just thinking that when the fight's on the feet, I think it's going to be a lot of evading from Caceres. I don't think he's going to want to really plant and, and throw with Giga while Giga will want to. You know, he he would he's going to want to 
force these exchanges. And I don't really feel the same about Caceres. He's going to be trying to jab and eluding and maybe looking for his takedowns. I mean, he really should be looking for takedowns here because on the feet, I just think the speed difference is going to be pretty, pretty significant for Giga. Uh, you know, he is 34, though. He's coming off of an absolute beating, probably one of the worst beatings anyone's ever taken from Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater landed the most elbows in any UFC fight in history in that fight. And, you know, Giga... Is that an official stat, or did you make it up? I made it up, but I'm almost positive okay. that's true. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Um, I don't think that there would be a, a number on that one, an official way of figuring that one out. But... um. You know, I think that Caceres is the money line side here. Uh, the dude is the dude is eight and two in his past ten fights, seven and one in his past eight fights, only losing to Sadiq Youssef. So I mean, the dude's a fucking stud, and I feel he's generally underrated as an under an underdog. So I think Caceres, you know, all he needs is one body lock here, guys. I mean, one body lock takedown, and Giga is in some shit. So. I think Ozzy's, you know, probably on to something with it going the distance. Maybe Caceres uh, money line coupled with some Caceres decision. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll be cheering for Bruce Leroy here. Not a big fan of Giga. But if Giga wins the fight, you know who's next? Bill Algio. You already next. know. Absolutely. Bill Algio. Once, once he dusts Alex Hernandez in a few months, exactly. it, the yes. fight is going to be there. After he dices up Alex Hernandez. Dices yes. him up. And that's gonna be in the, what is that gonna, in October? That's in October. October seventh, yeah. Uh, October 7th. Joe Joe Piper on the same card, so the the, nice. the Philly the Philly vibes will be. And what is that? That's the apex of it. Yes, right. I believe so, but that would be f- fucking yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like to have to have Joe body bags Piper, the most mo- the most popular fighter in UFC history as an apex card. That would be stupid. But. Word. Next fight, co-main event, a rematch that we literally just saw this fight less than two years ago. You would never think that they'd be booking a rematch. The man with 18 losses in pro MMA, Anthony Smith, taking on Ryan Spann. And we have the odds of this one. Spann favored minus 127. Smith plus 107 on the the underdog. Just how you like that context earlier, Ozzy. I'm going to give you some more context to this fight. The first fight took place. 23 months ago mm. and Anthony Smith dropped Ryan Spann on the feet two times. He then submitted him with a triangle choke in, I believe the third minute. It was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was, it was, I was thinking of Devin Clark. He triangle choked. Um, different guy, different four, black guy, four minutes in that fight and dropped twice submitted in four minutes now he is the underdog now that doesn't make any sense when you think about it right off the bat it makes a little bit of sense when you think about how horrible anthony smith has looked in his past two fights one fight the magomed and kalaya fight don't really cut him too much i actually opposite i cut him a lot of slack there I don't think you can really take too much from that fight. He broke his foot or something in that fight. Conor McGregor would tell you that he didn't actually break his foot. And then the Johnny Walker fight, uh, I mean, he looked dreadful there and got dominated. But it, to me, it didn't even look like he like got going in that fight. It looked like from like the first minute of the fight, he was deflated and he was done. Um, so I, I just think that with Ryan Spann being such a fucking quitter, I mean, the way the, the, the speed in which he tapped out to Nikita Krylov in that last fight, just he, he, he was like he was done right away. He had no fight in him. It's like the second the fight starts going bad for Spann, the second he gets put in a submission, he is looking to end the fight as soon as possible. So I don't think Spann is any good at anything. I think that even though Anthony Smith has looked horrible lately, I still think it's pretty ridiculous that he's the underdog here. But what I'm going to say is, which might sound contradictory to what I've been saying for the past two minutes, but I won't be betting Smith here because like how, how much meat on the bone really is there? Like, do you, do you really think that like Anthony Smith is going to come out like dominate it and make the fight look just as easy as the first fight i don't think so i think that he should probably be favored here but the way he's looked lately man fucking 18 losses in pro mma he's on the he's on the commentary desk he's kind of got one foot out the door we saw which is what happened with michael chiesa i know smith sucks i know he's a quitter i know he's a bum but uh, i don't know man i i can't get myself to, to actually click 
the Anthony Smith bet here. Span. You mean Span is a quitter and a bum. Yeah, yeah. I think I said that. Maybe I missed up the names. But, um, yeah, I mean, Smith isn't a quitter. He is a bum, but he's not a quitter, which might be good enough to win the fight here. So uh, I'll pick Smith. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one. What a fight here. What a fight. Amazing. What a fight. Amazing breakdown. They knew. When they booked it, they booked it knowing that you would have to break this down, Martian. And you really gave a good breakdown right there. And, and really took us back. How, how many months did you say it was since their last fight? 23. 23. So, wow. Feels like yesterday. So, 23 months. Um, You know, and then since that time, Anthony Smith has continued to be Anthony Smith. And uh, Ryan Spann has continued to be Ryan Spann. And when I say that, that makes you think, wow. So, Ozzy, what you're telling us is that since um, Anthony Smith was the, un- uh, the favorite, now he's the underdog, we should bet him. But no, because Anthony Smith, you cannot be losing money on Anthony Smith at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning, right? You should, <laughs> that, that, you, that used to be my problem was, you know, which cartoons I'll pick watching, you know, 10 a.m. on a Saturday. And it's not going to be, you know, go from that to let me bet on, right, on uh, Anthony Smith. And the reason is Anthony Smith and his losses just looks – it's too horrible for me. And it's not a horrible from, you know, uh, skills or, like, how the fight is going. It's from weird uh, ranges of effort. You know, you got fights like he has when, you know, he puts on the theatrics against uh, Jimmy Crute, right, when he's uh, when his leg gets messed up and he's, like, acting, oh, you, I want to keep fighting. I want to keep fighting. And then he's against Johnny Walker. He's, you know, telling him to get out of his house and all this fucking stupid bullshit. And he's just not a guy that you could trust, that you could bet the, uh, to, to win an MMA fight. You know, does he have the cleaner boxing? Yeah. But you know what? He doesn't really have good defense. He really doesn't. Because when he does actually look to um, go first and not counter, that's when he usually gets clipped. Now, I'm not going to blame him, anyone. If they want to, you know, bet him on plus 125, anything like that. But it's just a frustrating fighter, a guy who's definitely on a decline. And although it, uh, Ryan Spann lost his last fight, Nikita Krylov is what Anthony Smith him. is not, honestly. He's him. And he's a you know, well-rounded fighter, but that has a killer instinct and that had never would uh, let a guy break into his house and leave him with PTSD, ever. You know, Nikita would have killed that guy, you know, hook, line, and mm. sinker, right? As you would say, and enjoyed right? It. And enjoyed it, bro. Fucking got his wife to fucking film that shit. So, uh, so yeah, I got I got Ryan Spann to win. Nice. I have no pick in the fight. I don't do picks anymore. I'm retired. And that's gonna bring us to the main event. And this will be Chan Sung Jung, the Korean Zombies. I think like eleventh main event in a row. I think eleven years in a row since his last three round fight. He is just a, a main event fighter. Yeah, 2011 was his last three-round fight, and it lasted seven seconds. So he has taken on Max Holloway here. The best is blessed. The second best is blessed. Um, and Max Holloway is just, uh, you know, just a certified OG, one of the greatest fighters ever, one of the most beloved fighters ever. And I forgot to tell you the odds for this one. Because it's Max Holloway minus 800, Chance on Jung plus 550. I mean, Max isn't going to lose this fight. I really think, again, sort of with the Rinya fight, this is like a lock situation. Obviously, the, the odds reflect that. I just see no fathomable way that Chance on Jung wins this fight. What is he going to do? Knock out Max Holloway? No, no fucking shot. Max Holloway, one of the most durable fighters ever. What is he going to do? Take down Max Holloway? Highly, highly doubt it. Holloway has some of the best takedown defense ever. He's not going to throw more volume than Max Holloway. That's for damn sure. So Max Holloway is just going to, you know, have target practice here, probably beat the absolute piss out of Chan Sung Jung. And it just comes to a matter of, is it going to be a decision or is it going to be a finish? Holloway lately kind of looking like he... Like, he just hasn't had that same, like, killer instinct that he did in the past few fights. You know, like the Aldo fights and the, the Brian Ortega fights. I mean, he was trying to take those guys out. And the past, you know, fights of his, I, I don't see that same intensity from him. Even when he's got guys really, really beat, like Calvin Cater, Yair, Arnold Allen. It's it just he never really 
goes into that next gear and searches for that finish. So I think you got to be really wary of that if you're looking to bet KO. I wouldn't be interested in it. Obviously, the only the props that you could consider betting, I think, are max like three, four, five KO. I've donated a lot on those props over the history of Max's career. I'm sure the prices aren't even that good. Yeah, plus like 700 on round three. 750 on round four, 800 round four, and then a thousand on round five. Those are dog shit odds. So fuck that. I don't see any bets on the fight to be made. Um, just, you know, enjoy a, a clinic for Max Holloway here. But this is this is a stupid fight. This fight does nothing. It's, uh, you know, Chan Sung Jung just got brutalized versus Volkanovsky. And now you're doing the same exact thing to him versus Holloway. So this fight does nothing for either guy. Um. You know, the Asian audience has to watch their, their fellow Asian fighter get blasted. But, um, you know, Hawaii's pretty close to uh, Singapore when you think about it, right? Only like, what, 10,000 miles in between them. So um, what do you what do you think about this fight? We got Holloway KO, minus 125, minus 120. There's a knockout chance on John at some point. It's just no, going to happen. It's- you're not going to bet that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. It's just what's going to happen. He's going to wear him down. He's going to wear that chin down. And at a certain point, he's going to land some good body shots and then kapow, come back with like a left shovel uppercut hook and knock uh, Chan Sung Jung off his feet. The ref will show mercy. And uh, and Max Holloway will now have wins over, I guess, what says so Aldo. He'd be Aldo. He'd be, he would have beat this motherfucker and then he lost to Connor and and what's his face? So yeah, he's gonna knock him out though. That's a good breakdown. I like that. I mean, I mean, minus one twenty five for a bet that is it's gonna look good pretty much the entire time. It's probably not it's gonna, gonna look, win. It's it not gonna look won. like likely until probably like seven or eight minutes in. But I mean, I just don't see any way in hell that that um that Chan Sung Jung can avoid these these shots. I mean, he's just gonna get absolutely lit up. Um. So that what about already the- won, bro? I don't know. I don't know about that. What about know. what about Max Holloway submission twenty five to one? Nope, knockout. I I don't think that's a horrible stab. I don't think so. so I'm gonna bet it. that. I'm gonna bet it right now. Okay. Um, but that takes us to the end of the podcast, which means we have to do the segment. Everybody's favorite segment, the FMK segment. I haven't thought about which um which uh, uh, lines I'm going to use yet, but I- I'm thinking of them right now. So I, I hope you're doing the same. I'm re- yeah, sure. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. I-, I got my three for you. Ready? All right. Go ahead. Okay. I will give you number one, Sung Woo Choi minus 151. Mm-hmm. Next, next fight. Waldo Cortez Acosta minus 225 money mm. line. The last but not least, we're going to go with Aaron Blanchfield money line minus 142. Three favorites, three favorites I know you think are going to win. I want to hear you decipher which one you're going to fuck, which one you're going to marry, which one oh, you're going to kill. Damn, bro, that's fucking stupid. And real um, quick, before you say you're going to fuck Aaron Blanchfield, just know my man Joey Coco is listening to this shit right now, and that's his girl. So watch your mouth. I'm, I'm trembling. Um, trembling. Um, so my, uh, yeah, so how I'm going to break this down here is, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to profit here. So I'm going to fuck Aaron Blanch, Aaron Blanchfield. Oh my actually. God. Now, you know, I don't want to go, you Who know, long-term you? commitment, long-term commitment on women's MMA juice, you know, so I'm going to, you know, hit it and quit it. So I got mm-hmm. her. Then That's I'm like- going to marry, I'm marrying my boy, um, with the nice skin, nice tan, chiseled, Sung Woo Choi at minus 151. I do think that will get me the best investment, you know, for my mar- in my marriage, you know, giving away my papers. And then I'm going to have to fuck my bo- or uh, kill my boy Waldo Cortez Acosta, mm. you know, sinister move by you. Damn. And uh, but he can make it on his own. This guy's, you know, he's he's resilient. You know, he's all the way here from Dominican Republic. He's been a pro boxer and a pro MMA fighter. So what can't this guy go professional in? So he's going to get this shit done. I like it. I would probably marry. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's right, true. So it does not. You got about here. You go, Martian. So we got Billy Golf for you. 
plus 114. I got um, Alex Caceres, plus 205 for you. And lastly, I have Parker Porter, plus 120. Mm. Mary, kill, Martian, go. Those are good ones there. Those are good ones there. And I, I got an easy I got an easy one right there. Easy lineup. I, I know which one right away. Um, first of all, um I'm marrying the man with the nice titties, Parker Porter. I like you I like how you 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 phrase that one. Long term commitment. I am interested in getting in a long term commitment with Parker Porter. I think he's a long term plus EV play in this spot, and I'll be marrying him. Drum roll on who I'll be fucking. I will be fucking the man with the afro, Alex Caceres. I like a, a small like that. He like that. Like I like that. a small investment into him. Not a whole investment, just a small fuck investment. Which will lead me to it. kill Billy Billy Goff, who enjoys being mm. killed. Like this guy's a bit of a masochist. He likes get taking punishment early on here. So you gotta keep that in mind. You really got to keep that in mind. He actually likes getting killed. So, um, killing Goff, fucking Caceres, Marion Parker Porter, and uh, those are good selections. You know, three underdogs. Um, I like that one there. So, that's gonna do it. Uh, we are uh, the first event of Virgo season will be coming up here shortly. Hope everyone everyone has a great Virgo season. Um, I'm embracing the the Aussie uh, the Aussie method in this one. And we're going to we're going to kill it. It's been a it was a rough uh, whatever the last season was August, but we're going to rejuvenate and we're going to get into August and September and we're going to kill it. And we got some international cards, Singapore, Paris next week. And we'll be uh, we'll be back next week before the next uh, UFC card. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you all enjoy the fights, win some bets. We'll see you all before the next UFC event. Peace out, everyone.